It's 5.30 and you are tuned in to KZMU Moab Community Radio. We just heard a rebroadcast of Great Tape, Hello from the Neighborhood, that first aired back in April. And if you are interested in where to find it, it is on kzmu.org and on our news and public affairs podcasts. This is Molly, News and Public Affairs Director here at the station, and I am now here live with two guests. Hello, guests. Hello. Happy Monday. (laughs) Hi. I'm Noelle Genoux, and I work with the Grand County Planning and Zoning Department, and I'm a member of the Moab Area Housing Task Force. And I'm Laura Harris. I work at the Housing Authority of Southeastern Utah, and I am the chair of the Housing Task Force. All right. Tell us about the Housing Task Force, because you, as you both just explained, you each work um, for different organizations that deal with housing in town, but then you're also part of this force. Tell us what, what you all focus on. Yes. So clearly, there's a lot of housing outreach and hard work being done in our community. And back in 2009, um, the city and the county recognized all this work that's being put in yeah. um, by different entities and created a voluntary body that combines and brings together Um, all of the housing folks in the area. So um, it's 2023 now, almost 15 years later, still going strong. Um, So we have partners from the nonprofit organizations, from the city and the county, um, sometimes local realtors, designers, architects, um, and just public Mm -hmm. citizens that are um, also concerned with matters of housing. So we meet once a month and work to educate and inform and work together um, to increase um, housing opportunities here in Moab. All right. And that is exactly why you two are here, because there is an event coming up this week, um, kind of an education event on the resources that we have right now, and that is on accessory dwelling units. Tell me what is an accessory dwelling unit? It's basically a small little house that you can have on a residential property um, in addition to an existing house. So in the county, and I think in the city as well, it can't be larger than a thousand square feet. Um, And so you'll often see little tiny homes or sometimes they're above a garage or something like that. Um, But it's just another place for someone to live. And there were some changes, right, in the city and the county? Tell me me what happened. What has changed about ADU law um, in our town? Yeah, well, quite honestly, change is still happening. (laughs) This is why I'm so confused. Exactly. And that is definitely the impetus of why we wanted to have this session that's happening on Wednesday, because between differences in the city and the county and what you're allowed to do, and Mm -hmm. um, like Noelle said, sometimes you might have a a structure that's not connected to your home. Sometimes it's um, what's called an internal ADU, where it is connected to your home. They all have different regulations, and in terms of building and occupancy, um, they're all different. So there's not really a a (laughs) clear-cut way to explain how they're changing, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're hoping we'll have um, city and county planning folks um, at the session to really break down what those changes are looking like. So this session on Wednesday, is this really for people who are interested in building an ADU? Yeah, it's really um, anyone who's curious about ADUs. Um, We're tailoring it a little bit towards those who have property and are interested in 
building an ADU on their property to see if it's feasible. But if you have any sort of interest in ADUs at all, um, the first session of like the first section of the event is just going to be kind of an overview from a lot of the experts along the ADU development process. So you can just go and like get as much information as you want. And then the second part of the event is going to be more like a speed dating style <laughs> workshop where people can go around and ask specific questions mm-hmm. to, let's say, the city building official. Or if you want to talk to a financial lender to see if it would be feasible, you can go say hi, um, make a connection, grab a business card, ask some basic questions and kind of start on the journey to seeing if it's possible. So wherever you are in the journey of building an ADU, um, this session is for you. Okay. And if I am remembering from, you know, my days of following the Planning Commission super closely, like I know that ADUs are important because they are infill development. Can you remind me what that is and and why the Housing Task Force has identified this as as a, a real thing that could help with housing issues in our town? Yeah, absolutely. Um, This might not be the like most cohesive description, but essentially (laughs) infill development is using um, existing properties and development that we have, um, specifically like Moab City is an example. We don't have a ton of extra land um, at this point to build, but infill development encourages these ADUs or you know using the structures that you already have um, to be able to create new development. Um, Generally. ADUs are smaller and are great for rentals. So like a, a single person or a couple looking for an affordable way um, to live. So infill development is really twofold because it's you know using less land and development. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not spreading across the valley. Right. Um, but it also you know encourages more affordable options for housing. Right. Now, would you to say in your various vantage points, you've um, fielded interest from people who want to have an ADU on their property, on their existing property? Definitely. Yeah. I think there are just a lot of questions because it seems really confusing, (laughs) but people are definitely interested in it. Yeah. Not to mention a huge perk of a lot of the zoning in the county, which you know, even zoning can be complicated, so right. we'll be breaking that down at the session too. But a lot of folks have a good amount of land, um, especially in the county, if they if they have a larger property, and you are allowed to have um, other structures on your land depending on what the zoning is. So, okay. um, I see it as super beneficial for the for the area, both in the city with like infill development, but also the county if folks are wanting to help out with the the housing crisis and um, use the land to their advantage. Right. And not necessarily like subdivide their whole property, right? right? So like just have, you know, maybe one extra building. Yeah. You don't have to go through a whole subdivision process, which is a benefit. Okay. So again, this um, event is Wednesday from 5.15 to 7.15 at the Moab Arts and Recreation Center. Dinner will be provided. Oh, yeah. Hidden cuisine. Okay. Just as a little tease. Amazing. Okay, that's always great when dinner's provided. Also, there's more information about this event at moabhousing.com. That's also a great website, moabhousing.com. Can you talk a little bit about what's on there? Yeah, thanks. Um, We've been working on it a lot within the last year. Uh Um, 
with ourselves and like as the task force right. and with our other community partners um it's kind of just a one-stop shop like mm-hmm. what do you <laughs> yeah we've got lots of different housing resources um especially if you're looking for housing um Every week there's an updated What's for Rent Wednesday um, Mm. with some of the local housing opportunities. Um, And then other resources from our previous housing fair events um, we have up on there. And then other just community resources that are related to housing. If you're um, needing help in any capacity, housing or costs related, um, there's a lot. There's a plethora of information on there. Um, And if there's other stuff that you'd like to see, you can always reach out to us and see if that's possible. Um, As Laura said, we're in the process of updating it and streamlining it. Okay. It's just, um, you know, from being in this community now since like 2014, it's great to have like one website to go to. Yeah. Right. Um, And have all those partners together. So I've really appreciated that. Oh, great. Well, we're happy to hear that. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Hope it is continued to um, to be used in that capacity. Right. So again, there's an upcoming ADU development process workshop um, coming up on Wednesday. This is the third in a series of housing workshops. Um, do you mind reminding listeners what other topics that you've hosted so far this year or even last year? I can't really remember. Oh, yeah. Um, the first one was in December. So, okay. yeah, it was last year. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we're rounding out a series um, of educational events and I feel like looking through all of them, we wanted to target all of the demographics of mm-hmm. um, housing here in town. So our first one was kind of just a, a update of, hey, it's 2022. What does housing look like in Moab? Right. Um, I forget what it was. Oh, it was the housing fair. I right. forgot the what housing it was called. Fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, which was a huge success. And then our second one was in January, and it was... Um, we called it the family housing resources session. So we kind of broke it down into, are you a renter looking for options? Are you a homeowner? Um, are you looking to, you know, optimize your home or are you looking to buy? And so we had a ton of great resources for folks in January. Yeah. And all of those resources, if you weren't able to attend that event, um, are available on moabhousing.com. Um, a lot of great presentations from so many different community partners um, with a lot of resources. Okay, great. Anything else, Noelle and Laura, about um, this upcoming workshop on Wednesday that um, you'd like to tell listeners? I guess one myth sort of to dispel about ADUs is that they cannot be used for short-term rentals. Mm. And so it is a really great way to provide housing for our local community and our local workforce um, and the people who live and play in this community. So it's one thing that people are really concerned about. I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, you wouldn't be hosting a workshop (laughs) (laughs) about ADU overnight rental development. This is strictly for local residents. And can you tell us why that is? Because I know you mentioned that there's different regulations at the city and the county about building an ADU or what it could look like. Um, But why is it? Why are they not um, for overnight rentals? Well, we're in housing crisis. Um, yeah, and it's just really we've recognized that there are a lot of short-term rentals that have cropped up in the city and the county. Um, and the regulations are a little bit different between the county and the city, and that's something that we'll go over at this workshop. Um, but really just using this as one tool to provide guaranteed housing for locals here. Well, thank you, too, so much for coming up and chatting with us about this ADU workshop again Wednesday, May 24th, 515 to 715 at the Mark. 
dinner provided, um, county, city planning and building staff, financial lenders, contractors, other experts there to provide uh, information and answer questions. Yeah, the whole gamut. We'll all be there. (laughs) All right. Thank you, too. And uh, we're going to take a quick music break. But when we come back, we'll have Jeremy Spaulding from Grand County Schools to talk about um, the brand new free store at Grand County Middle School. So stay tuned. It's This Week in Moab. I'm Molly Marcello, your host this evening, and I am back with another guest in the studio. We have Jeremy Spaulding from Grand County Schools. Hi, hi Jeremy. How's it going? Good. So you're here to talk about a brand new thing at, I believe, Grand County Middle School. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. It's called the Free Store. Well, it's it's called, and we're going to call it the Thunderbird's Nest. <laughs> Colon Free Store. Well, it is, it's an essence of free store. So if you've ever been to, um, I think Telluride is a very famous free store. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, but it's kind of nicer than that too. So the notion is that if a student has a need in Moab, there's not a lot of places to go. One, if you are in middle school, maybe you're a little self-conscious and maybe you don't like the idea of going to Wabi Sabi. It's not cool to go and get resale store. Okay. stuff when you're in middle school okay is and that is that the word on the street in middle that's school the word on the street okay yeah right. okay and so we wanted to create a space that fills gaps for our middle schoolers and then also that um kind of lays the groundwork for a separate space at the high school next year right okay um and the notion is that a student can come in if they have a need um and they can get very gently used resale quality um, items from this space. And the idea too is that the space is, um, welcoming, Mm -hmm. has a sense of ownership by the students themselves and is used. And so this week I am hosting a workshop to beautify the space and we are inviting in a graffiti artist to come and help us give it a little flavor. Wow, so exciting. Okay, so the space, as you said, um, it's going to be called Thunderbird's Nest mm-hmm. inside the middle school. Uh-huh. And it's for, I'm assuming, middle school, but also any student? It is for specifically for the middle schoolers. Just specifically for the middle schoolers, we for are, now. For now. Okay. And, you know, what we're going to end up doing, um, and to note, there is the same sort of stuff does exist at the elementary school in a capacity okay and will hopefully ex- exist by some time next year at the high school okay. um so this is our prototype space mm-hmm. um and it's going to be pretty nice um so again we want kids to come in and we want them to say oh i'm kind of surprised by this i'm surprised by the quality of it um and i want i want them to to have a sense of like oh this is ours mm-hmm. this is our space and then the the other thing about it is that we don't want it just to be for students who have who are in dire need. Mm-hmm. The reality is that at a, as a middle schooler and <laughs> as a teenager in general, you grow really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in a world of fast fashion, mm-hmm. so we want kids to be able to come in and bring in clothes they're not using. And if they come in and see something in the store that they like, and they don't, they're not in dire need. But they can come in and and swap, and they have something they're not using. We're going to be totally excited for that. 
oh, so like a kid can come in, um, bring in their old shoes, get new ones, that sort of thing. Again, old is not is the is the operative word. Oh, excuse me. Very gently used. All we right. want we want the quality in there to be like almost like your trader. Okay. Um, but but not maybe as specific in terms of its wants. Okay. Um, so you could come in and you're like, oh, I really like that blouse, and you can grab that blouse, knowing mm-hmm. again that the space is for anyone, but it's also for those who have a need. So if you mm-hmm. are well off and you and you're not in dire need that you should know that you should replace what you what you bring in, what you get out of the store. The store is also going to be a place for our Thunderbucks store. So that's where, that's our, our in-school incentive um, at the middle school. You know, if a kid is doing something cool in, in class and a teacher notices it, they can incentivize good behavior by um, paying out a Thunderbuck. And so we're going to have that same space um, in the in the Thunderbird's Nest so that the space is used and utilized. Got it. And then you also mentioned um, that there's going to be a graffiti artist this week to sort of beautify the space. Um, so what's, what's happening there? So um, 12 years ago in 2011, wow. I was a, <laughs> I was a young Moabite. I had just moved into town okay. and I was working, um, it was my first job out of college and I worked at the teen center. And I brought in this same graffiti artist who is, uh, whose name is Chris Haven. Um, and he is someone who's done work here in Moab, um, who's showed at Chrissy Kinslow's former gallery. Um, he has a mural on the backside of Rim Cyclery, if mm-hmm. you've ever seen it um, at, when you're at the Multicultural sure. Center. Um, and his stuff is fun and cool and approachable. And 12 years ago, um, he did a mural uh, project with my myself and a bunch of teenagers at the, at the teen center mm. um, created in similar fashion panels and the notion at that point was again to create some ownership of the space yeah. um, and be able to let teens one learn about the art of of uh, spray spray paint art and be able to do it themselves and and then also to be able to create some meaning in their space. Mm. So then at that point we did um, themes kind of around um, who are you and what do you love and um, what represents you. And we're going to do a, the same sort of thing here to a capacity. We're going to say what does it mean to be a middle schooler at Margaret L. Hopkins Middle School? Um, what does it mean to be a Thunderbird? But what? But also more importantly, what does it mean to support each other? What does it mean to have community? Um, and the idea that everybody deserves nice stuff, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're down on your luck um, or not. And the whole point of the space and the whole point of the project is to just normalize that it's cool to give and to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. And that lots of people have moments where maybe they're down on their luck and that's okay. And that's why it's so cool to have a space like this to be able to contribute and lift up um, other students who m- may have a need and don't want to share it. But your clothes may your your clothes you're not using but are still in good condition may be um, a big pick me up for them. Hmm. It might be the difference between feeling nice enough to go to school. It might be the difference mm-hmm. between being warm on a on a cold morning or having shoes without holes in them. Mm-hmm. Just simple stuff, but giving students the idea that that's okay that to not be in a perfect space and then also giving kids the idea that you can make a difference and do it um in a way that's chill you know and just let 
let kids have a space that's theirs to be able to get what they need. So I suppose like the aesthetic component of making the space actually nice is kind of, is is pretty important. Yeah. You know? So it's not just like some closet, you know. It's not a closet. Yeah. It's a used space. Right. As a teenager, you know, like there's not a lot of boutique spaces in this town. And this space we want it to feel like it's theirs and to feel planned and to feel welcoming and to feel cool. You know, we want them to be pleasantly surprised. And then have this connection with the space. So that's we're doing our, our best to do so. Now we've been mentioning clothes, um, but what other items might be available in this space for students? Um, there are toiletries available. So mm-hmm. if a student is um, needs toothpaste or deodorant or mm-hmm. or feminine products, those mm-hmm. are all in the space um, and provided through the state and through different various folks. Um, there will also be, um, in the fall time, we're going to be partnering with uh, Multicultural Center mm-hmm. and Faith-Based Coalition to help students um, get school supplies that they need. Mm-hmm. So we'll have um, some s- times that are available for parents to sign up. Um, I Not sign up, but kids and parents can come through um, and grab stuff that they need okay. um, in, in the fall time. So we'll have more information coming out about that. Okay. And students can, you know, obviously, you know, you're communicating or the school district is communicating with students. Like, how do you imagine it working for kids? So the notion is that they're going to be coming in um, during their Thunderbucks time. So okay. there's 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 okay. times every week um, where both the seventh grade independently and the eighth grade independently have access to the space. Um, and then they'll be able to just ask the front desk if they'd like to go in and get an item. Mm-hmm. They can do that. They can also talk to their counselor or their therapist or myself right. and say, hey, can we, uh, I'd love to get something. I saw something cool mm-hmm. in the in the nest. Can I go in and grab it? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be available to do so. So the, And then also the question of whether we may do some, some rotating after school shopping hours too. Mm-hmm. So um, working with Faith-Based Coalition to potentially um, how's that space and help us to sort clothes and go through clothes and, and keep an inventory. So I'm um, working on that side of it, but we're mm-hmm. opening up the space for uh, art this weekend. And so the students will be doing a workshop with Chris on Friday all day. Okay. Um, we're going to have them be able to kind of come up with some themes this week and do some polling to see how they want, what kind of themes they want to put on the wall that represent mm-hmm. these same ideas we've been talking about. They'll have an opportunity to say, yeah, I'd love to paint, or no, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then join Chris in painting all, all day on Friday and paint themselves, and then he'll he'll uh, add a little shine and a little, a little cleanliness um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and make it look really professional. Um, and then he'll be also here this weekend at the Arts Festival. And so if you'd like to come out and contribute to... Um, the space you can donate um, at the arts festival will have a donation jar for the space for for clothes and items and shoes mm-hmm. um, and we'll also he'll also be there live painting um, mm-hmm. so we'll do three panels um, on Friday and then on Saturday and Sunday he'll be doing three more panels um, which he'll be auctioning off for uh, for some more money for the space um, for um, wabi sabi because um, uh, all of the kids' space this year at the Arts Festival is uh, donated to them and their ongoing cause for a new space. Um, and then the third panel will go for him, for his effort. And so How neat. we're really excited. But yeah, so come out on Saturday and meet Chris and see the art. His name is uh, Chris Haven, spelled H-A-V-E-N, 
and Chris normally. Um, and so you can check him out and check out his mural work. He's done, he does really great characters as well as uh, kind of more fine art stuff and large scale murals all over Denver and is a really wonderful guy. So I'm excited to have him come and help us out. Okay. So the auction, his, you know, painting and auction is on Saturday during the arts festival. You'll be working with kids on Friday. One last question, Jeremy, you know, I, this, we're speaking at sort of the end of the school year. So I guess the true like test of the space will be next school year. Is that right? That's correct. So we'll be gathering supplies this summer and I'll have some more, have an article coming out in the sun Um, that you can check in on a little more about how that process is going. We're still kind of working at the kinks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so check that out and come check us out at Arts Festival on Saturday and Sunday. And um, I'm excited for Kids on Friday. I also want to say thank you so much. Um, This space would not be possible um, without generous contributions Mm. from Synergy and the May Foundation. So Mm -hmm. um, we're super stoked to have their support. Um, and yeah, we'd love your support. So come out on Saturday and check it out. And if you are a middle school parent, encourage your student to, uh, bring in some gently used clothing sometime soon. I'll send, be sending home some info for that, uh, shortly. Thank you so much for coming up. Um, Jeremy Spaulding from Grand County Schools. Um, thank you to the Moab Area Housing Task Force for being on earlier to talk about the upcoming ADU workshop on Wednesday. It is 6 o'clock. You're listening to KZMU Moab on the radio dial. This has been a shorty of This Week in Moab. Stay tuned.